This boy and girl are going to be well equipped when the time comes to take their places as worthy members of adult society. Hello, hi y'all. This is Daniel Eisenman, the host of the Breaking Normal podcast, where my guests are all invited based on the frequency of synchronicity, all done in person, and all trailblazers and the breaking of all things normal. Aloha, y'all. Welcome. Welcome to the Breaking Normal podcast, whether this is your first episode or your 140th. Holy moly. They've all been so valuable to me. And what I'm doing for the sake of effectiveness and efficiency and progress, which I would argue, you know how so many people shoot for happiness? Maybe um, shooting for progress might be a better target. Just saying. I'm just going to toss that in there for right now. But in the uh, spirit of progress and effectiveness, I think I'm going to batch this intro for the next two episodes. Because what it is, there's two very special Breaking Normal guests that are both in the medical field in their own very Breaking Normal way. Um, One being a dentist. Uh, She calls herself the dentist next door. She is a biological dentist. And um, I have a lot of show notes about her. I mean, we went from, we talked about her mercury poisoning experience in the military where she couldn't even, like she was losing her memory. We talked about fluoride. We should, we talked about um, getting the metal or mercury um, fillings out and the best way to do that. We talked about to x-ray or not to x-ray. We talked about how teeth are living organs. We know we talked about organ meats, and uh, we that we did. We actually talked about thyroid quite a bit. I think specifically about how the thyroid might be tied to the dental health and how the whole system may be. And then the next guest, and I'm not sure which one you're going to listen to right now, so we'll keep that part a surprise. We'll keep the spirit of mystery alive. Uh, Doctor Josh Hart from or Hant, I believe from uh the the northeast he's actually he just like sent me a text today that he's going to be listening to breaking normal while he trains for his next ultra marathon he's a chiropractor and much more he uh, actually runs 100 mile races and i think he's like training for a 150 mile race oh the dentist next door just joined i was just talking about you this is the intro to your show Wow, look at that. Um, but Josh is and Josh's show. So we're batching this intro together for both of y'all's show. I'm doing an Instagram live while I'm doing this intro for just the uh, Breaking Normal podcast listeners. But let's just say for uh, Dr. Josh there, uh, he's never had any vaccine and he's training for a 150 mile race. I don't know if I need to say more. I do have a whole book of uh, show notes here about what the show was about. We were talking about bug protein. We were talking about growing up without any rules. We talked about insomniac, uh, insomniac, insomnia. We talked about vegan athletes because he's in the athletic world, obviously. We talked about his hardest race. We talked about how he brainwashes himself with his success with David Goggins' audiobook. So now he's going to be brainwashing himself for success with the Breaking Normal audiobook, which if you haven't downloaded, I definitely suggest it. We talk about um, his lack of drug use and alluded to some other funny things. Both shows are amazing. I'm so excited for y'all to, uh, I don't know, uh, now I'm going to be interacting with the dentist next door via Instagram. I'm not sure if you heard my intro, but I included some of the notes about what we talked about and what to look forward to. And uh, 
finally, not and maybe not finally, tribe vitamins that you might see here on the Instagram live, the bison liver for breakfast works wonders. I'm amazed. I'm like been so busy in such a fulfilled way, not like busy, busy, but like effective busy with tribe vitamins because our customers are so stoked on the results they're getting from this, specifically the bison liver and the bison organ complex. And we have our next seasonal batch coming out soon. So look out for that. I think we're about like a thousand, almost a thousand Instagram followers. And it's just like right around the time when our chimera, what we're calling chimera, will be um, released in a very seasonal micro batch. Let's just say it might include yak testicles and elk antler and amongst another animal's organ. But long story short, these organs meets work. And that's why I'm excited Dr. Josh is using them out there running marathon, ultra marathons because what I've noticed is that moms love them and people that work really hard. So like UFC fighters, I've heard, uh, who, who have I heard that loves them? I know Diego Sanchez, who's like one of the original ultimate fighters on that TV show. Um, Rob Lawler, Mickey Gall, um, Ong Slang. I mean, I hear these. So I know UFC fighters are loving this, and uh, it's because they work hard. And if you work hard, whether it's towards your goal or your dream or your passion or whatever it is, or being a mom or a dad or a teacher or whatever your dharma is in this role of life, it seems like that bison liver really gives you stamina and almost like a, awakens the wildness around that, around that passion. And creates like a like a beyond fences like fences aren't gonna like this the commitment like just like you see a bison bull like what's gonna stop a bison bull i feel like that energy is um embodied by partaking in this bison liver every morning before breakfast just the suggested dose which would be equivalent to like a i think a few bites of raw bison liver from 100 grass fit 100 grass fed grass finished american bison I know there's a whole raving about liver right now. It's like a, huper, a hugely popular trending topic, and rightfully so. And it just so happens that um, we created this company. This company was created through us uh, right prior to this, I think, super trendingness of it. And it just so happens we don't white label New Zealand, New Zealand cow liver powder but for instead we have created a supply chain for the best of the best and that's the uh food of our ancestors i would say like before pharmacies especially this is land in north america it was the organs of the bison especially the liver so i've been really riding this tribe vitamin waves and i'm, I'm in a way it's sponsoring the breaking room podcast so i think everyone that's been involved or interested and especially they all have tried it and if I haven't heard your testimony, please let me know. Because mine is that I feel um, kind of like what I was just saying. I have this endurance and stamina and passion and vigor and like this like, whoo, a new wildness around what's most important to me. And wild meaning that like it's beyond culture. It's, it's like a, it's an unleashing of the warrior, like the warrior and lover archetype combined doing what's best for my family including my dogs and especially Davina my daughter and tribe vitamins has been a major major vehicle it's been like an outcome or a, 
And they're just so tied together. I don't know what came first with the chicken or egg with this, but this bison liver treats me real well. And it's so amazing to hear from so many of y'all. And what I have on top of the bottle of the bison liver is our second real product. You know, this was our first flagship product. We've done plenty of seasonal batches of cool things. And this is our second product about a year later, and it's bison tallow bomb, white chocolate. And once again, this being the superfood of our ancestors, of the indigenous people of this land, this is like the skin superfood, the original skin superfood, original multivitamin, original skin superfood right here. And it's the bison, it's the fat, the rendered fat of another, once again, the 100% grass-fed, grass-finished American bison mixed with a little, just a little micro, micro touch of that organic vanilla and organic cacao essential oil and holy moly I, the most common testimony we hear around that product is it's the best skin care they've ever used um i would suggest it on the lips my brother when he was here in colorado up the nose to prevent nosebleeds i've heard it's the best for that i use it as deodorant and like just rub it all over my body getting in and out of the cold creek in the hot sun <laughs> holy mackerel i love this i love this i feel so honored to be a part of this project in whatever way that I am. It's almost, oh gosh, I feel so divinely orchestrated. I'm just, I feel like I'm part of the herd. And if you feel that way, and uh, or if you know others that feel that way around this product, or if you want to experiment and see what you feel and let us know, tribevitamins.com. I trust y'all are enjoying the Breaking Normal podcast. I do this, like, I was thinking about why I do this before I do it. Someone says, you're amazing, Daniel. I've made so many friends and allies and I've met amazing people. Like amazing things have happened in my life because I've used this tool, of this modern day tool um, in the form of fire in the form of our phones and the internet and Spotify and podcasting and social media to, um, as like a training ground and as a testing ground and as a calling ground for me to speak about what's most important, to uh, share my story. And because I do feel like that's like one of the collective dharmas is for us just to be investigative journalists for the own story of our lives and report it as accurately as possible so that we can learn from each other rather than being controlled from, by some propaganda. And um, it's a lot what like a tribe and tribal council means to me. So this is me doing my part like my um, embodying my archetype in the most advantageous way for this tribe, whether it's the tribe vitamins tribe or the breaking world podcast tribe or the social media tribe. And um, I, I want to make more, I, I remember a future of making so many more countlessly amazing connections through sharing stories through social media and not letting it be like a, a weapon used against us, but a tool for us to, embody our like our divine weapons like our voice and our heart and our energy and our fitness and our health and our wealth and our abundance so let's keep tribing up and if you're um at all you don't just have to listen to these podcasts you can definitely leave a review that's helpful but reach out to me through instagram or my email daniel at breakingnormal.com you can always text message me at 404-538-3156 yeah i just did that and um 
get yourself some uh, bison in you and on you to start embodying that like ancestral wisdom, like the wisdom of this land before these crazy tools that we're using right now were here. I trust that makes enough. I trust that resonates. If it doesn't, then let's talk about it. <laughs> some of my best teammates are people that I disagree with and then teaming up even around that disagreement. So, you know, it's like more about heart sync over group think. Keep rocking. Rasta. Peace. Oh, let me, let me leave an outro to the book, Breaking Normal. <laughs> yeah, this is a little side story. I saw two bears today. I do a little part-time like Ubering and lifting in West Boulder because I realized, um, for instance, my friend's using my car right now because I realized he can make $6,000 in a month to be a new driver by driving two hours a day. Like I found this little hack in the system. If this interests you, let me know because I get a referral bonus if I refer you to drive by driving two hours a day. So anyways, he's out driving my car. But earlier I was driving my car and I, and I saw two bears playing in someone's yard, if you believe that. In this one specific neighborhood in West Boulder, that's where I do it. But I picked up someone today and they tell me, oh, I read Breaking Normal. And I was like, what? <laughs> and then I walked into a coffee shop today and this coffee shop has Breaking Normal like on the shelves and there was like a dad reading it to her daughter, like showing it to her. So let me leave an, like a teaser to the Breaking Normal book at the outro of the, these two podcasts. And I trust that'll compel you to download it. Because I, I have I was looking at my Audible account. I think I've like <laughs> downloaded over like 257 something books. And there is like one of the most valuable investments of my life. When I think about like comparing that to the cost of college, I'm like, whoa. So I I felt a duty and a dharma to put value into that the zeitgeist in the library and it's called breaking normal like the same name of the podcast you're listening to get the book on audible and you'll get to hear jp sears read the intro amongst so many other cameos and i read the book and it's awesome um and i i've i got it i gotta bring it up and give that outro to this podcast especially considering the synchronicities today synchronicity is my schedule if it's yours, let me know how that goes for you. I'm sure we're already in contact. All right, take care. Keep breaking normally, y'all. Peace. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, oh. cool. Well, I'm I'm ready to jump in. If you are, I'll turn my um, notifications off there. No. I like all your pictures of all the bison back there. Thank you. Thank you. I did too. <laughs> that one right there. Uh huh. It was painted by Jennifer's dad. No way. Did you hear that in the podcast? Did I talk about that with her. Do you remember that at all? I don't think so. No. Oh, yeah, that's her. He had it in his closet when I rented their place for a short period. Is that like, how you know her? I was like, that's in your closet. I was like, what's that? How <laughs> You're like, that? get that, get that out of there. Put yeah. that on display. <laughs> yeah, he allegedly is not done with it. Well, um, it looks Awesome. I know her because she used to follow us on the Rob Bras. The Rob is that you and your brother? Yeah, exactly. My brothers, okay. my two younger <laughs> brothers, and um, okay, they uh, she would follow us on that journey, and then she we like stayed in touch via Instagram when I came to Colorado because she lived here. And uh, one time she was in South Dakota, right next to door to one of my suppliers at the time for bison organs. 
And I got her to bring me like all these bison hearts. And that's how we met. And then we ate them right there. I think we ate some raw even. And, oh uh, my gosh. I don't remember exactly. But um, then we became really good friends since then. That's so cool. And then I rented her dad's place for a little bit. And he had this bison. He had a lot of awesome paintings on display. And then she sends me a picture of this elk. And I'm like, <laughs> wow. And what's this bison doing in the closet? I think I found it the same day. that is so cool oh Mm -hmm. awesome i know she is so nice and her mom is just such a sweet wonderful woman yeah it seems that way i've talked to her mom on the phone but i've not met her mom in person i met her dad but not her mom yet okay yeah she's yeah they're both so nice um her mom has that wedding venue down here yeah the art house venue yeah yeah and i've never been there but it the pictures look beautiful yeah that's an also an interesting collaboration because two of my my brother and sister i have a youngest is a sister and they both have wedding videography businesses and they're like big time my youngest brother's is big time it's like called wed flicks and okay. they go like they do like foot like the i forgot who recently hired them but like the quarterback of the the buffalo bills and so they like gotten into this niche of like yeah if you want the best videography you go to wedflix yeah, okay so he has a real cool situation on his hands as do you i think with the dentist next door oh maybe a, sm- a very small cult <laughs> <laughs> well i think at this point i mean i'm i trust that we're recording if that's cool with you oh uh, yeah I'm, I'm okay all, for it. all right you cool. say whatever you want uh, so then I'm i think I aim to do uh, an hour and 11 minutes cap. We'll see if we stick to that. And um, I don't know what your, if you have any creative constraints on time, but. Oh, no, uh, I'm good. Awesome. I'm done today and off tomorrow. So I'm good. Great, great. Um, Well, I pray for the best and we'll just officialize this. We'll see when the recording begins. It may have been a little before this because I think it's cool to include the story about Jennifer's dad's painting and uh, Jennifer's mom's art house venue, wedding venue, and then my brother's and sister's wedding videography business. It's like all... And then now you're... You said you're a cult. I, you're a cult. <laughs> the dentist next door. Is that careful. the name of your cult? <laughs> I, have no, I have no name yet. You can name it for me. Well, that's your Instagram, isn't it? Dentist the next dentist, door. Dentist next door. Yeah. Yeah, that seems yeah. awesome. And <laughs> and you're not just any dentist. Uh, first of all, I've never had a dentist on the Breaking Normal podcast, so thank you for showing up today. You're and thank you so much for having me. Oh, for sure. I mean, the synchronicities of how we are connected between Jennifer and the Bison and Doctor Jack. <laughs> And whatever else, and me actually looking. I, I'm. I think I was considering going to the dentist for the first time in a long time, first time in a long time uh, to get like a cleaning. Um, but I don't want to deal with this. Like I, I'm like first of all, I don't want to do an X-ray on my head. Like just why? Why? Yeah, I don't want to do an X-ray on my head, and I don't want to have fluoride injected into my <laughs> mouth. Well, they make you really bad when you say no. So, well, yeah, it's a little complicated. It's a bit complicated. So, I, I've like just kind of surrendered. But someone, another podcast guest, Jeremy Shulman, he recently was talking about a biological dentist. Is that what you are? What are you when we come yeah. to labels? 
for the medical world? That's what I, yes, I am. We've taken biological dentists have really um, like dedicated years to researching what they don't teach us in school. So there's a few different associations that you can be members of that do just a lot of the trainings and certifications so that it's not a, an official specialty of dentistry, like a, an orthodontist or a pediatric dentist or a prosthodontist. It's not an official specialty, but I can guarantee you we spend as much time, if not more, <laughs> researching and uh, training in our little world. So... Yeah, it's I'm actually really- not. Now that I think about it, I'm not that familiar with um, the labels of dentistry. A lot of my friends became de- doctors. Um, Me too. And <laughs> I now I understand like a little bit about the medical doctor versus like a DO versus. Uh, so are are you a dent? Is a biological dentist a dentist? And then this yeah. is like an add-on thing. Yeah. So I I went to dental school full on after uh, undergrad. For four years, and then I did a residency in the Air Force, and um, and I was just a regular traditional dentist for about three or four years uh, before I started just getting really curious about everything that they don't teach us. So, yeah, yeah. Well, that's wow. I mean, into the military to figure that out to start questioning that. That's a, that's a yeah. very interesting dynamic to your story. Yeah, it was, it was, um, well, I had uh, merc- pretty bad mercury poisoning during dental school. So, and I didn't know what was happening. Um, I thought I was dying <laughs> and nobody would like label anything about it or mention that that might be a possibility. And, but I was always extremely healthy. And then I started having all these weird health things happen. And, um, everybody just said it was stress and I believed it. And, um, it wasn't until years later that I started researching the mercury and what happens to people when they are very toxic with it. And I I literally checked every box. So, uh, and I just, ever since then, I was like, I can't do this to people anymore (laughs) because I was putting those amalgam, those mercury amalgam fillings in people. You know, even in modern dentistry today, a lot of what we do in school and in the military, they still use it quite a bit. Uh, Well, I mean, that's a great place to jump in. What? That's a great place to really jump in for my curiosity around that that topic specifically, because I think I have metal in my mouth, and I've and I've thought about getting it out. And then I've heard controversial things about like how getting it out could be as worse as um, getting them in. Yeah. And for whatever reason, I feel blessed not to notice them in a, um, not, I feel like I'm fine with them, how they are now, but that is one medical procedure that I have considered signing up for. One of the only ones um, at this time. And I trust, yeah. I trust that's that I, I feel blessed to say that I trust that will stay that way. Mm-hmm. And I, but I will be curious what you have to say about someone like in my shoes or what happened to you and what is the best way to deal with this situation? Yeah. Well, uh, 
I, so really the toxicity comes from inhaling the vapor of the mercury or swallowing it or, um, so when we, when we're drilling it inside, like to take it out of people, if you're not safe, that will basically vaporize. And, uh, when you inhale it, it just becomes extremely toxic. So in dental school, I was practicing all day long in our lab and just like drilling all day long on these old mercury teeth. (laughs) And, uh, I started having terrible night sweats. Uh, I had heart palpitations. My hair was falling out. My skin was like, so like, just like cracking and just so dry. And I didn't know what was happening. And then um, I could not remember anything. And I, this is like, I, I had never had any problem memorizing things before. And I remember taking all of my exams and I was like, I could, I would walk into this class and be like, what is this class? What is this test for? <laughs> I couldn't remember anything. And, um, it was just very strange, bizarre experience for me. And when I left school, those symptoms started to go away. So I thought I was like, Oh, it's cause I'm not in school. So I'm not stressed anymore. And so that's why I'm not experiencing this stuff, but like just, they were just very unique symptoms. And those are every single one of those is like near the top of the list for when you have mercury toxicity, that stuff starts to happen. So for you, when you have them in your mouth, the only danger is if when we're taking them out, if the dentist is not careful, like if he just drills right through them and vaporizes it, and then you inhale it all. And so that's what I specialize in a technique that takes a lot of protection for you and for me to get them out safely without that happening. And, uh, so I, we put you on oxygen. I give you heavy metal binders before and after the procedure. There's a certain way that I take out the actual filling. I try to go around the edges of it instead of just drill right through it. And um, I'm wearing an extra protective mask, and so is my assistant. So those are pretty much the basics of getting them out. Wow. <laughs> wow. So many more questions now. Part of your story reminded me of, because I was talking about Nathaniel, the youngest Rob Ra in the beginning of our conversation. Um, He was, uh, he and is a great swimmer, extremely great. Like, I think if he listens to this, if you're listening to this, I I mean, I, I, I think he could train and really just like a little bit of training and show up in championships again, like maybe even that's the Olymp- maybe even awesome. the Olympics. Oh, that's so cool! But when he went to school on his scholarship to start swimming, and he started spending a lot of time in the pool, he started feeling spun out. Like, really? and, I, and then for so many different reasons, but I couldn't help but consider, um, like how you had the mercury situation in your school system, the chlorine situation. In his in his school, I believe, I believe that he has like he's really his pores are open fully, like for and warm chlorinated water for almost half the day. Wow! Oh my gosh! 
And it's just, yeah. I don't know. Do you have any opinions on that? <laughs> I mean, on chlorine. I mean, yeah, because chlorine and fluoride are very similar on the periodic table. And we all know what fluoride does uh, when you ingest it and expose it to your body, you know? So <laughs> I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised. What does it just in case someone's listening? Cause I would love yeah. to send this to someone that might not know what you mean by that. Um, well, this is not really an opinion. There's just tons of studies and research on this. So, um, when it's a local exposure in our mouth, Fluoride is not necessarily a huge problem, but when you ingest it and your body absorbs it um, into your bloodstream and your bones and your thyroid and your pineal gland, and it, it will just wreak havoc on all of those things. So it will actually cause osteoporosis and it calcifies your pineal gland or pineal or however you want to say it. And so that gland secretes melatonin, which regulates our sleep cycle. It's an anti-inflammatory, it's an antioxidant. So when you have that system screwed up, um, it really affects you, but in a very subtle way. So it's like a, it's like the frog in boiling water, you know, and um, very unfortunate. So, but it also attaches to the receptors on our thyroid gland. So over time, you wonder all these people in America, like the most common, one of the most common prescriptions is levothyroxine, which is the thyroid drug. And it's like everybody and their dog has low thyroid and you kind of wonder why, <laughs> why is this happening? Well, also my daughter being five years old, um, and we use fluoride free toothpaste. Um, but especially when she was younger, she would definitely ingest that. That's one of the reasons I didn't want to use fluoride toothpaste mainly. Like if I knew she was not going to ingest any of it at all, maybe I'd be open to it. Maybe it depends. Yeah. I mean, not really, not really, but anyways. <laughs> Um, yeah, let's try it. But the, the fact that all these kids are swallowing all that fluoride toothpaste. Yeah, it's pretty, right. it's gross. And then when you go to the dentist and they do a fluoride treatment, they will paint this fluoride gel on your teeth and then just say, and they don't rinse it off. And they just be like, okay, have a nice day. And you have this like huge coating of this very strong fluoride. And for the next hour, you're just like swallowing it. So there's that and it's in our water it's in a lot of food actually it's even in a, like tea and wine there's very high levels of fluoride in so tea, like the tea leaves yeah why, why in tea leaves is there fluoride is it so, naturally formed fluoride or is it somehow being added if the if a lot of the like the grapes or the tea leaves and the plants and the crops are being watered by fluoridated water it will absorb all that fluoride. Oh man. Yeah. I figured that would be your answer as you're answering. <laughs> yeah. That's probably what happened. That's yeah. That's ridiculous. Uh, and I mean, I don't, I, I'm not aiming to put anyone in more fear around all these potential environmental toxins that are like built into our cultural matrix. 
And however, I, I believe like maybe the you know we all can take a little. We can all take the the what is it? The poison is in the medicine, or the, the medicines in the poison. The poisons in the dose. Totally, yeah. Yeah, we have resilience and immunity, and maybe some of these things are even strengthening us. But I think it's good to know like what to avoid easily, like not mm-hmm. drinking tap water, unless you live in uh, Shasta, California. I think it's the only place that I know that doesn't, or Ward, Colorado, like there's a few places that don't, this town is so small. My understanding is they are literally drinking from a spring. Wow. Um, but most every place, other place in the whole country that I know of that has chlorine added at the minimum and definitely fluoride for most. And I yeah, freeze dried, I had a freeze dryer situation where I had to do some troubleshooting. And one of the tests was to pour a half a cup of water in each tray and to see if it was working. And the freeze dryer worked. It was, it was a celebration, but what was left in the tray because I got it from the tap was powder. And I was just like, what is that powder? I didn't want to touch it. And you're like, <laughs> you're like, I'm not touching that. Oh, man. I know it's kind of crazy. And we just drink this stuff like, cause we were trying to hydrate ourselves. We have to live and yeah, it's um, definitely something you've got to try to be aware of like tea. People think, Oh, I'm so healthy. I drink tea. And you, there's a, there's a website you can go to. I'm trying to remember the name of it. Um, I want to say it's like the truth about fluoride or something. And there's a, a list of foods that and what their fluoride content is. So you can kind of try to help yourself a little bit, you know, man, the, the niches of like businesses that are going to come from this understanding, for instance, it's going to be like, you know, like there's like grass fed bison and there's gonna be like uh, well water fed watermelons. Yeah, that would be awesome. I would line up for that. As, or it, it must, some of these spring-fed, spring-fed watermelons, spring-fed cantaloupe. The magical watermelon. Yeah. <laughs> um, so in the very beginning of the conversation, I was talking about like the normal entrance to a dentist is like they need to take an x-ray. What do you think about this x-ray situation? So x-rays used to be quite a bit of radiation. And now with all of the digital x-rays, it's a, literally a fraction of um, what it used to be. And unless we're taking what they call a full mouth series, which is 20 radiographs of like all the different teeth around, that can be a little bit like you don't want to get that very often. I try to avoid that when I can and try to get only take them when I feel like a patient needs it. But if I've never seen that patient before, I really do need to see what's happening under the surface. And so, but when, even if we did that with the full 20 radiographs, you are still getting less radiation than if you spend an, one hour in an airplane. So it's hardly wow. anything. But, but the people still wear the gear when they're doing the x-rays, right? That's always, oh, yeah. you know, I'm just talking about from a consumer perspective of walking into one of these places. I'm like, you want me to put my head under that and you're wearing that? Yeah. Like, what the freak? Yeah. I'm just <laughs> I know. So yeah, we still, I still put the whole like lead apron on them. 
and especially your thyroid because your thyroid is more prone to uh, susceptible to radiation. I also really advocate if people are worried, um, you can take iodine before or after, and that will um, protect your thyroid. Um, you can also take uh, vitamin E in the tocotrienol form. There's uh, a few different forms of it. In the tocotrienol form, vitamin E is a very protective antioxidant against radiation. Interestingly enough, you, uh, we, I broke up for about 10 seconds there, but I heard the iodine and then I think you were saying vitamin E for what? What was that? For it's a, it helps with, it's an antioxidant. So it essentially, um, basically counteracts the radiation that you're exposed to during any kind of dental radiographs or any radi radiation. Okay. Okay. Wow. <laughs> And then what about the uh, fluoride? Like, and you're just saying that what, what if I want to go to the dentist and not use fluoride? Why not? Um, not, is there any reason not to do that? No, I mean, just say, I don't want fluoride. Get that away from me. And, and then what is the best option? What, what is, do you understand what the other stuff is derived yeah. from and why it's better? Um, so or is, do I you think it's better? Like if you're going to get a teeth, what do you use if you're going to get a cleaning? I will use, uh, it's called hydroxyapatite, or I use the nano hydroxyapatite form. Our teeth are made of hydroxyapatite crystals. So well, like the common sense of human, like humans would be like, well, let's replace our tooth structure with what they're naturally made of. And that sounds like a pretty good idea. <laughs> so I, I use that. There's a few different toothpaste that have the nano hydroxyapatite in there. And I always recommend any, any patients to take that, to use that at home. And only on very, on some occasions, there are people that I actually do say fluoride might be helpful for you because it actually does mineralize the tooth structure. So there's no doubt about that. Like if you look on microscopes, fluoride actually does saturate the tooth and will help mineralize tooth structure. So there is very rare occasions when I say, yes, this person needs it just because they have so many cavities and that their lifestyle is just not very healthy. And that's all kind of all we can do for them. Well, I'm happy you brought that up because what can someone, first of all, can someone, all right, I'm not sure if this is my history, but I think I went to the dentist once and they told me, I, you got a cavity, you're going to get that filled or you're going to start feeling some, I think like maybe six years later, I went to the dentist and I don't think they saw that cavity. <laughs> That's very possible that that happened. <laughs> that is, it, ha it happens. Uh, how does that, how does that happen? Yeah. How does that happen? Let's just start there. Uh, so our teeth are actually very al much alive. We're taught in dental school that there are these just like balls of rocks in our head and that they don't regenerate. They don't do anything. They don't, they're just sitting there. And what actually happens is that they're living, breathing organs. They have nerve supply, blood supply, and a lymph supply. So you're Every single tooth is constantly being 
given nutrients. And if you give your body nutrients, it can heal. And I am not saying that if somebody walks in with a giant hole in their tooth, that it's going to heal itself. I, I don't think anybody has, any dentist has ever seen that happen. But if you have a, like a spot, they call them soft spots or dark, little dark spots here and there. Um, yeah, I've, I've seen those be very stable for many years. And on x-rays, if you give your body the nutrients, like organ meats and vitamin D and minerals and, um, and then replenish things from the outside in trying to create an alkaline, more alkaline environment in your mouth and, um, just nourishing from the inside out and outside in a lot, a lot of people have had really good success with stabilizing the problems that they can have. Well, the alkaline mouth, I find very interesting and I'm happy, uh, to hear you explain all that. That's awesome. The uh, alkaline mouth, I, I definitely do oil pulling. I'm pretty vigilant about swishing with some kind of oil in the evening before I yeah. floss and brush my teeth. And it's usually coconut oil. At one point, I was using like MCT oil and I've tried different things. Do you have any opinions on that? Is that part of creating an alkaline environment in your mouth? Yeah, def- yeah definitely. So uh, coconut oil is just a natural, you know, this, it's a natural antiviral antibacterial. So the things that cause an acidic environment in the mouth is most of it is a bad microbiome and the bad bacteria will overtake the good bacteria and the bad bacteria create a lot of acids as a byproduct of the metabolism. So if you're not cleaning your mouth, if you have a poor diet, um, that kind of thing that you'll just eventually have an acidic environment in your mouth. And so the coconut oil is beautiful because it's just natural. It naturally rebalances your microbiome. Yeah. I, I do it a couple of times a week and I usually do it in the morning, but I think you can do it any time of the day. It was, it doesn't really matter. And then I got really interested about like what all you can oil pull with. Yeah. I think, so you can do coconut oil, sesame oil. So this is an Ayurvedic tradition, essentially. Um, It came from the Ayurvedic culture and they always use either sesame, sunflower, or coconut. And it actually, um, are you familiar with the Ayurvedic doshas? They're kind of like the body types that people can have if in Ayurveda, um, like they're medical practice, you can either be kapha, pitta, or um, vata. And depending on your dosha, you're supposed to kind of create a diet to, to cater to that. And even it goes very into very much detail, even to the point of what oil should you oil put with. <laughs> so it's kind of interesting, but coconut oil seems to be really agreeable with everybody. Well, because I, I, I haven't done it yet, I, I might do it now very soon, but like doing with animal fat. You should and do that. That would be, I would do that with you and see what that feels like. Because <laughs> I, I do think that, that like, especially like the bone marrow, bone broth, um, 
the tallow, that all feels like it's very nourishing to my mouth. Totally. Yeah. I believe that. I feel like that too. I don't see why not. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting how you mentioned the organ meats as well. Are you, do you eat organ meats or do you literally think that's just like a very healthy thing that helps people, their gut biomes, literally? I mean, I, I, that's one thing we I've heard and I don't know much. I, I haven't like explored that topic from like a more scientific perspective, but it does seem to be a theme with a lot of our customers that their stomach issues are alleviated. Wow. My That's mom, so- like my mom, literally for sure. She was like talking about her like gut being so twisted up for so long. And like, she thinks this bison liver like did it and she hasn't stopped taking them. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. Cause you wouldn't, it doesn't sound, it's not like the first thing you think of when you think of the benefits of bison liver, you don't think I mean, of gut health. I know I, I'm not, there, it's not like, there's much more common, um, things we hear like about like uh definitely stamina and like this uh, ambition and libido like right away that's what we hear most about but then long term it's like skin and vision a lot skin and vision or like okay. nails people like notice their nails but then i hear like uh scattered things i don't know they're like antidotal in their own perspective but i'm like wow are you kidding me that is so cool like that like with my mom someone like talking about canceling a blood transfusion um, de- oh, definitely. There's a, uh, with women, uh, balancing their hormones and r- regulating their period. That's a common one. That's a more, more common one as well. So I, it's also fascinating to me. Yeah. That is, why do you think that is that just something as simple as this one organ meat can do all of those things? Yeah, it's a great question. I mean, I do honor the fact that this is the keystone species of this land that's lived here longer than humans is my understanding <laughs> and wow. um this is like their most this is like it's a and it's still here it's still here and it's only becoming now it's like seeming to the bison are coming back in a way but they almost got rid of them like the, when the europeans first got here it's kind of like scary thing looking at it historically like people thought they were about to be extinct uh, like from like 40 million to like 500 potentially are some numbers I've heard quoted. And uh, now they're, I think more like a closer to half a million or so. And, um, and the more, yeah, the, the, thing, the tribe vitamins and other brands and uh, the interest and memes and understandings are definitely driving a lot of interest to the bison industry right now. But I think uh, we're getting the, livers of 100% grass fed. So like these bison are thriving arguably more than even others, the other 80% or so that are doing grain at the end and maybe going to feedlots. And then we're giving it to raw. So I think the raw and then the freeze drying it. So taking out all the water and the powdering it, like it really hits people. And I do think there's like a uh, energetic, there's an energetic power to that. Yeah. It's like- that's a prized food by all top predators forever. And we're there it is, right? It hits your stomach in a powder. And yeah, I think there's that. Like for me, that's what I noticed the most about it. I feel like, oh yeah, I'm going to work hard today. I'm going to the gym. I'm taking tribe. I mean, I'm happy I'm taking tribe vitamins today. I'm about to go to the gym. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Well, you are what you eat, I guess, right? So you're just like slowly turning into this, like, extremely resilient 
species, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're like they're in nature. The predators go for the liver first. Uh, I think that is so cool. That's that my they... understanding with like wolves and lions and even like uh, killer whales, orca whales killing great white sharks and like surgically removing their liver and sometimes <laughs> heart and testicles and leaving the rest of the carcass. No way. Yeah. So wow. it's a fast. So I think there is that on an energetic level, but I think on a like um, scientific or um, more of a micronutrient level. I don't know if there's a powder that has more bioavailable heme, iron, and retinol. And also it has the other variety of like this divine or divinely orchestrated um, manufacturing of all these other micronutrients in it, like uh, copper, a lot of zinc, all the B vitamins, uh, biotin, like so some some people that really study that might be really get excited about each while wow, it has that as that b12 b6 okay b3 whoa 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 how does it all have all and i'm like that's what i'm really intrigued by it's like this has been here all along yeah that is so cool and you you say that i've heard you say it before it's like nature's most perfect multivitamin like why would you take anything else yeah, and I, 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 I don't know if I ever said most perfect, but I like that you heard that well, I'll, I'll <laughs> most that. potent. I said, I think maybe, <laughs> but uh, and I, I what it, it, that's the, the weird part about it. It is like a gateway. I feel like it's a gateway um, food, a gateway food, <laughs> a gateway superfood, because then it does open. I think the pot, like the possibility of people thinking like, well, what about marrow? And if they start cooking in marrow instead of um, canola oil. Yeah, that would like be like one upgrade. I mean, that would be like from zero to hero. Uh, oh, but even marrow from anything, I don't know anything better to cook in marrow. I feel guilty even talking about this out loud because there's like a limited <laughs> amount of like femur marrow bones rolling around. But holy mackerel, a game changer! Yeah, I, I see it in Davina. Like when she eats this, she like becomes more uh, like ambitious for athletics and, and like she has a surge of energy that seems like really grounded and healthy. Like really inside outside i mean you're talking about the marrow of a bison bone um anywho yeah it's kind of a gateway drug (laughs) to like more like indigenous eating more ideas and like so yeah i think it's helped me like i realized the power of oysters i eat a lot of oysters when i can yeah those are good fish eggs i mean there's so many things out there there's so many superfoods out there just loaded with nutrients that i imagine are definitely good for your teeth and your body overall For sure. That is, that's so cool to hear how children react to things because they really don't have the placebo effect. You know, they pretty much give you the reaction. That's the real thing. And when you see children respond to things, you know, okay, oh, that's okay. I get it. Something clicks, you know? Yeah. Just today, like a couple hours ago, I had my friend that's a mom that's been using these and she's been giving them to her kids. And she said her kid, like all of a sudden took like five of the liver pills and another handful of the organ complex. And she said, he's not, he's, she, he acted like a wild animal. No, like she wasn't mad about it. She was just like amazed. She was like, he doesn't do like eat supplements like this. Like he's, he is drawn to these. And I was like, well, okay. If you say so, but now that you're mentioning, I'm like, well, I'll mention that too. That's so cool. Oh, wow. Yeah. No sugar needed on those in those things they'll just eat that thing like eat those like candy i have dr jack's kids do that did you see that video of them doing that 
No. Oh, I heard him never, talk about it, but I've no. never seen this. They eat though. I, I tried it. I almost gagged. I mean, it's like raw, it was like raw freeze dry, like spleen stuck in my teeth. <laughs> and, uh, but those kids just ate them like that. They would eat them like gummies. I was like, are you joking me? Oh, like, and both him and his, uh, and his lovely wife were like, yeah, this is like normal. They just like eat these things, like candy. I'm like, oh my God. So I do yeah. think I take that as a big affirmation. I'm excited about that. That's cool. What are you excited about with your business, the dentist next door? But that's not actually your. What is the name of your business if someone wants to go to the, your practice? Uh, I it's uh, Scottsdale Biological Dentistry. It's pretty simple, and um, I work with a prosthodontist who's an implant specialist, and so he is Scottsdale Center for Implant Dentistry, and I'm like inside of his practice. Essentially, he's allowed me to basically set up shop in it within his practice. So, um, I love it. He is, he's not, you know, tr- like biological or holistic really, but he allows me to do anything and, um, is so supportive of me. And I, the first time I brought in my ozone machine, he, he looked at it and he's like, what is that? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> and I was like, it's, you know, I'll be using that a lot. And so he just lets me do anything I want. It's awesome. Well, what is that? What is the ozone machine about? Uh, I so ozone is a gas. It's most people have heard of ozone before, but it's O three. Oxygen is O two, and ozone is just a third molecule of oxygen. And um, that third molecule is extremely unstable. So what happens when ozone comes into contact with things, it creates basically a chain reaction and our, our cells in our body are just stimulated um, extremely rapidly and our pathogenic cells cannot defend themselves against ozone. Human cells can, but pathogens can't and it will kill them instantly um, about 3000 times faster than bleach. So it's a very powerful disinfectant and it creates an oxygenated environment. So after it kills all of those bad pathogens, it creates a beautiful um, terrain for the good oxygen aerobic bacteria to regrow. Unlike other disinfectants that they create basically a toxic environment. And so um, a lot of bad stuff grows back after, but ozone does the exact opposite. So, and our, our immune cells actually produce ozone. And they didn't know that until probably, I don't even know, like not even five years ago, they found out that our immune, like our white blood cells actually make ozone in a way to protect themselves. Yeah, I think what I remember when I was most interested in ozone was potentially, and I don't know how the machine even works, so maybe you can explain that. But um, when I was on the big island of Hawaii and I got, uh, we were like filming cows, (laughs) funny enough, trying to get like close to these like cows, like on this lava field and a lava like wall collapsed on me, on my leg. And I got cut up all the way, like all this like dirty, like potentially cow shit, lava rock, like all in my leg, cutting it up. And I like tried to wash it off and everything, but we were in such a wet part of Hawaii that 
I started getting like ooh, concerning looking <laughs> the cut, the cuts, the, the wounds themselves. And people started telling me like, even this like, I remember like there was like this raw vegan. He's like, Ooh, you go, you want to take antibiotics for that. And I was like, you're telling me to take antibiotics. I'm like, Oh my gosh. I'm like, I just need to get this dry. And then another guy was like, yeah, you're going to, uh, another like guy that I thought would never recommend any kind of medical intervention. He's like, you're going to need to get an antibiotic. And, uh, he's like, I died. He told me he died from that when he got here. And I'm like, you died. He's like, well, I died. And I like came back. I'm, you need to get that taken care of. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and I'm it's like, like so I decided to, because uh, it was in such a wet zone, I decided to fly home and I was going to figure this out. I know I took it, I went to the emergency room, I took the antibiotic, and then I was like, mm-hmm. I'm going to fly home and figure this out. But I took that antibiotic and I went into that airplane, like the vacuum tube from like the wettest place on earth to this vacuum tube. And I think I could like see my wounds sealing. They were starting to seal. I was just like, this like wow. vacuum, I, I've never felt like the how you were mentioning how the airplane, the, the radiation earlier. Yeah. <laughs> I literally felt like it was like my healing tube. I was like, did I just like, and I think the antibiotics helped, and I think getting off the wetness of that jungle helped. Mm-hmm. But uh, I did my, and I was fine. Everything was just completely healed right away, like wow. in within days, like the actual wounds. But I could see it on the airplane. I'm like, oh, I'm good. That's awesome. I mean, God, God blessed. I, I all thanks to like the divine victory that whatever I'm here for and yeah. all these things. You have things to do here. It was like this it was like all that stuff worked. That was amazing. <laughs> it does. I mean, they definitely work. There, there's no doubt about it. And I am not like a hundred percent against them. I think there's a time and a place for them. But I always try to do things before I have to do that. So, but yeah, ozone. You can use it for all kinds of things. I use it, you know, as a gas, as a water, you can infuse oil with it. So I actually have a product that I give to some patients and it's ozonated oil, like pulling oil. So it, I say, use this every morning and pull it's ozonated oil and they pull with so, it. So here I am asking the best thing to oil pull with. And you're saying you have an ozonated oil for people to oil pull with. That's funny. Yeah. That's yeah. So it's, yeah, it's great. Um, um, if you have like wounds on your skin and, and you just rub some ozone oil on it and there it's way better than, you know, Neosporin or anything like that. Cause it will, I mean, it, it does the same thing essentially, and it won't, uh, disrupt the flora of your skin. So you wow. should rub. I wonder if you can ozonate a tallow. Interesting conversation right there. <laughs> there, I will say this. So whoever listens to this, there is someone that uh, bought some of my supply, like over the same from the same supplier, uh, which is a limited amount. And he he is <laughs> he. Uh, so we're our sell, we're selling our thirty. Uh, two ounce jars for $39, which are awesome. People are so stoked about them. And may, and I thought that was like a, a, a higher price. However, considering everything, I was like, this is the best price. And this other person is selling this for $111. Oh my God. And they're putting olive oil in it and uh, honey and some like some sort of uh, manuka. Uh. I think that's the thing. So, but anyways, that's this tallow. Yeah, that tallow stuff is, that's like awesome. I know I see you put that on your, I mean, it is, it looks like 
just like you just soak it right up. It looks awesome. Yeah, that's uh, what I've heard about it. So yeah, maybe I'll try some oil painting with that too. <laughs> you should. I would love to hear the feedback on that. Ozonating it. Um, wow, that's next level. Uh, you had all these cool notes you shared. Um, is there anything you want to make sure that we talked about that we have not touched on the topic as we are continuing Ooh. upon this journey? What, like dentistry related? Anything, uh, anything related. I, I know. I'm wondering, I, I trust we gave a pretty good um, kind of some ideas for people that are like considering for their next dentist visit if they're yeah. curious about these things. How, how What do you suggest for someone that might not be visiting your dentistry or wherever they're at? What do you suggest for people so they don't get in more trouble at the dentist than they were looking mm-hmm. for? Uh, yeah, if you're kind of looking to go down that route, I would definitely recommend, um, going to, um, there's two websites, IAOMT and IABDM. Those are two dental associations that specialize in biological dentistry. So they have a directory on their website and you can try to find somebody in your area and, um, the most of those members have taken a lot of training and every, you know, there's a spectrum. So I know some biological dentists who are just way on the very, very natural side of the spectrum. And then some that take everything with a grain of salt. And so, you know, you can kind of find what you're looking for. Um, I would say, try to find dentists that are aware that, the teeth are very intricately connected with every organ in your body. And for example, your different teeth are on the meridians that are on, uh, they lie on acupuncture meridians. So if you have some kind of massive infection on your upper molar, um, that's on your upper first molar is on your breast meridian. And there are a few studies that show almost like 90 plus percent of women with breast cancer have some kind of pathology on their upper first molars on the same side. So, you know, there's very evident correlations with that kind of thing. So I like to see those dentists who can, they see the whole patient and they ask them when they come in, I want to know your medical history. Um, what's your history? Like, what's your health journey? Why are you here? Like why? And most of the time, these people have been through very long journeys and they've done a lot of their own research and they've come to the conclusion that a lot of their health problems are stemming from their mouth. And usually they have a lot of metals, um, old root canal treated teeth that were done like 20 years ago. And they're just kind of these not performed very well because the technology 20 years ago was not very good. And, um, or they just have a lot of decay and infection in their mouth and it is just seeping into their entire body. So that I just try to clean them up as much as I can and get all of that toxic crap out of there, honestly. And things, it's amazing like to see people heal and they just like, they have this light in their eyes again. 
and they're happier and they're not in pain. So you, you know, you just try to find that more natural route because it's there and the technology is amazing. That's coming out. Wow. Thank you for sharing that. I'm more inspired to get that cleaning. <laughs> You're probably one of the very few people who doesn't really need to go. <laughs> well, that's funny. Don't ignore, don't ignore something if you're in pain. Oh I yeah. Think- I agree. Like uh, my teeth, I feel great. My teeth feel great, but I feel like yeah. my teeth could be cleaner. <laughs> <laughs> like when well, they could like someone could polish them up kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know I, important white smile seems to be important. And JP, I know my friend JP, he, y'all, most people listening to this know he, uh, or know who he is. He is like advertises for like a, oh, that's a great question for you. Like he advertises for this, um, primal, primal life. yeah, that thing yeah. in his mouth. I haven't even talked to him about that actually. Um, I don't know. Is that a good idea? <laughs> yeah. So I, I have that whole kit actually <laughs> the owner, the company, they sent me, um, their kit. I love it. It's great. And, um, I would say the whitening it works. It works. It doesn't work as well as the in-office whitening, I would say, but it does work. And I had zero sensitivity. So, and with the light, that led light, you know, that he puts in there <laughs> that JP's like put in his mouth. Yeah. Yeah. I see yeah, that. I mean, and that seems that, like a, a few brands are trying to market this currently. Yeah. I think it, it definitely helps for sure. And the red light and the blue light do different things. and. Um, one thing I also love to use for patients is, uh, we use a laser and we do something called photobiomodulation and it's basically using low level laser therapy. So it's the 680 nanometer to 850 nanometer wavelengths. And those are just so therapeutic to, to tissues. And so, which are like red and like on that red spectrum of light, you know? So light is just very powerful and very effective. And um, yeah, so I love it. <laughs> well, I'm definitely a big believer in what the light thing. And I, I, you know, I don't know what I think yet about using a, a man-made light as much. What I do do is I, uh, I definitely put my tonsils in the sun in certain times. Like if, um, especially if I feel compromised or like someone around me is like, like they got something going on with their throat or something. Yeah. I, uh, I not long, not long, like maybe like 30 seconds, but I like open my mouth as wide <laughs> as I can and like open my throat and get like the sun directly into my tonsils. That's so cool. That's such a good idea. Do you think I, that's a good idea? <laughs> I think it's a really good idea. I was, the, I thought you were going to say you did some, like put another body part in the sun. <laughs> Oh, I definitely do that. I definitely do that as well. That's more, that's like more of like a, a 15 to a 30 minute thing. And like without maybe doing breath work, depending on the day. I, I so happen to live in Boulder, Colorado. And it's like sunny 300 plus days a year here. A year. You live in a sunny spot, but I, my spot is Eastern facing. So I can just open my door and I sit like on a beanbag. <laughs> And I do like, uh, like some sort of butterfly pose or whatever. And I, uh, breathe. Yeah. I do like a whole, probably 15 minute plus ritual. 
And that yeah. seems super healthy too. And that, like in the summertime, like what I've been doing is going right to the creek. Actually, I take tribe vitamins, go right to the creek, jump in, swim, and then do that. There's awesome. a lot Did of like. Anybody ever caught you doing that? Uh, that yeah, my other friend keeps asking me that too. He's like, man, when the mailman walks up there, one day. and I'm like <laughs> I, I'm perched in a way where I can actually see movement before it comes, <laughs> but. Um, and I just like put a pair of shorts on, but there has been oh. some close calls. There's been some close calls. Yeah. I, I would, broke up for a moment. Know, we don't have, I'm in like a condo community. So unfortunately I can't do it. And then I can't go really out in the wilderness it is there is so much dirt out here. And <laughs> <laughs> it's, I mean, I could do it, but it's, it's not convenient. I can't just like walk down on my back patio and do it. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, it can be a little bit of a challenge to do. And it's, I, I know I'm not so comfortable recommending it too much because uh, I like to do it in weird ways because you could get in trouble. Like if oh, someone yeah. does that in the <laughs> that wrong is, way, like you could that. actually get in trouble. So, and like, but not a good trouble. Don't, don't get in that trouble. So I like, I'm saying I'm doing this in my home. So, um, yeah, yeah. but there are ways to do it outside your home for sure. You know, there's just like people that know how to get water. There's people that know how to get naked sometimes. Totally. If you're living in Scottsdale, there's (laughs) got to be a way. There are plenty. (laughs) There are plenty of places I could easily, I could go easily. There's a lot of great hiking out here. And um, yeah, Arizona is beautiful. I grew up here, so I'm used to the heat. And I did live in Colorado Springs for about a year though. And I, oh gosh, Colorado is just so beautiful. It's gorgeous up there. <laughs> yeah, Colorado and Arizona are definitely connected in a lot of ways. I mean, it's funny that we even call them different places and they are, they're both so special. I, I have so much reverence for both whatever, with the lands that we uh, contain Arizona and Colorado and for sure. And definitely the Colorado Springs area, definitely where I live, definitely. At Sedona, Flagstaff, have a soup high, uh, the Fossil Creek. I mean, there's so many things. There's so much water in Arizona that's amazing. Yeah, it's yeah, it's unexpected. Um, and there's there's a lot of mountains up here. I grew up skiing in northern Arizona most of my life. So there's, I mean, it's all all four seasons for sure. You just gotta kind of know where to look, you know. <laughs> Yeah, and I don't think people understand Colorado, like Boulder, at least, where how uh, sunny it is here. It's super sunny and mm-hmm. super dry and super seasonal. Great place for the bison tallow balm. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm like in the place where, like, if you're going to pay a focus group to use your product, it'd be like all these people in the Colorado sun. And that's pretty much the tribe here. So I just like hand it out and I'm like, wow, everyone, okay, great good good yeah oh man oh yeah here too this is a good demographic for sure yeah for sure yeah when i was in scottsdale i would hike camelback most of the days yeah that's a fun little adventure mm-hmm. camelback is fun and there's um out i live kind of north out of the city and there's a lot of hiking out here um and there's just the mountains and uh, I guess it kind of reminds me of Utah, you know, or like Moab and I guess, you know, more like Sedona area and that it's just a lot, it's a lot of dirt, but it's still beautiful. 
Yeah, Moab's amazing too. It is a lot of dirt. <laughs> you're out here that dirt. I feel like you resent that dirt. <laughs> I, a little bit, I do. Yeah, I just sometimes I just want to walk in the grass. Just give me a little bit of grass. Oh uh, yeah, I'm, I got some good grass here. <laughs> There's good, good. Colorado has good grass for sure in certain spots, but it can like east of the mountains, it can get dry. Like you have more like that mm-hmm. for sure. More like wheat in the more the the monocrops of grass, which I think in your notes, I think you mentioned something about glyphosate, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, probably. Oh, yeah, and that... vaccines and heavy metals. Well, wow, you've done a lot of things in here. Yeah, there's some, I think they're all, they, they're all oh. that like, when they're all combined, they're more powerful, you know, cause like, uh, like parasites feed off of heavy metals. So if you're toxic with, heavy metals, you can pretty much guarantee you've got parasites. So I don't like how, that. how do you connect the, <laughs> just so for the, once again, the newcomer of a podcast like this, how would you connect heavy metals, vac- vaccines and glyphosates and parasites? Well, vaccines have heavy metals. Um, thimerosal is another word for mercury. And they all, a lot of them also have aluminum. So, uh, glyphosate is, you know, not a heavy metal, but it's the terrible pesticide that just wreaks havoc on everything. And, um, the parasites will feed off of the heavy metals. And there are some people who believe that there's parasites in vaccines, that they are putting some weird things in there. <laughs> So I, you know, you just kind of like be aware that these things are possible. And I don't think we should all be so paranoid though. You know, like if you're just paranoid about everything all the time, what kind of life is that? And you just, it's a lot of energy. So you just don't focus on that, you know? That's good. Good, good reminder. Yeah. Cause I, once again, bringing up these topics doesn't mean to get obsessed about them to an unhealthy level. Yeah. I, I oh, think on that note, what about the metal yeah. removal? Is metal removal worth it? Like, is that something I like from your perspective, like, Oh, you should do that whenever you can. Or like, ah, don't worry about it. Or like do it now. Or like what? <laughs> What's I more, uh, a, <laughs> a, B or Z. I think the first thing you said, that's kind of what I don't like to force people to do things. Um, it's really what they want to do with their body, their choice. But I do say the older they get, the more they leak, essentially, and they will emit, you know, the vapor, the mercury vapor. So the older they get, the more they start to break down. And I, when I see them, when they're old, I say, this should probably come out. And I try to get them in when I, when I can, but if I see, you know, something I'm like, Oh my gosh, you have to get that out. You have to get that. I don't, I don't do that. I don't think it's necessary. Yeah. I mean, there, my mom even was a, she worked as a nurse and she still, she still might, she's taking a little break, but she worked as a nurse most like for over 40 years and mostly in cardiac surgery. And I, I can't re- there just seems to be so many echoes and rumors, not only from her, but from other people um, about, and even you mentioned the root canal thing. My friend, I was at the Creek right before this. And he was like, 
Yeah, I had a friend in Costa Rica. She got real sick with cancer in her a chin or like her throat area on and the side where she got these root canals. And she was just so she said it was all about the root canals. And so it, this was just relayed to me before I started this <laughs> podcast with you. And I, yeah, I hear a lot. There's a lot of echoes of stuff about that, about mm-hmm. heart health with mm-hmm. teeth and mm-hmm. um, then even the whole root canal thing. Mm-hmm. What you got to expound upon with that. Yeah. So when you get a, a root canal treatment, it pull, you know pulls out all that vital tissue inside of the tooth. So it, the tooth's natural ability to detox itself is gone. And um, it's pretty much without a doubt, eventually that tooth will be reinfected with pathogens. And th- they, they will just leak into your body into your entire body. So, um, and they're all of our teeth are right next to all of these lymph nodes that go down into our whole body. So you kind of, when you think about it that way, you're like, Oh, duh. Like, of course people are going to get sick if they have a very toxic tooth sitting in their head and they wonder why they're getting sick, you know? (laughs) So the thing there, there's a theory called the focal infection theory which is basically that. And it says it's not all across the board. It's not black and white. The person's immune system is ultimately the thing that can, can or cannot handle those root canal treatment, those treated teeth. So sometimes I'll see patients and they'll have four or five root canal treatments and they are healthy as horses and they have no complaints whatsoever. Their gums are healthy. Their teeth are healthy. And they're just there and they look fine on the radiographs. Um, I even do a 3D image, a CBCT scan that sees it in a three-dimensional aspect instead of the two-dimensional images. And it's still, I mean, those people, I am like, there is no reason to take this out. Then somebody will come in and they'll have had no root canal treatment treated teeth. They come in and in six after six months of getting something, they have some really very, very problematic systemic disease going on. And, um, after six months of getting, Oh, after, after getting six months of getting the root canal, like they got right. a root canal and all of a sudden, something. right. All of a sudden there's like their health is just like going downhill. So those people like something is not and usually it is not a hundred percent, but more often than not, it's the meridian of that tooth whatever is on that meridian, those are the organs or or systems that are in trouble. So for example, I know patient had a root canal treatment on one of their bicuspids up here. And less than a year later, she had, and it's on your thyroid meridian, less than a year later, she had a tumor on her thyroid, the size of an egg. And so you can't say a hundred percent that that's what it was. It, you know, there's a lot of things that went into it, but it is suspicious, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've heard, I've, I've seen a lot of things. I think it specifically from like maybe Dr. Mercola, who has like a big voice on the web about really warning people about root canals. And mm-hmm. I mean, gosh, what do you think the best thing people can people do like starting tomorrow with their teeth? 
Oh, well, I think like if they were going to take the outside, like, okay, I'm all right. They're in it. They're like, I'm, I, they're already healthy. They're already trying to be healthy, but they're like, how can mm-hmm. I take maybe since this might be like a two way street, how can I make my mouth as healthy as possible? Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe it also helps all my organs oriented with those teeth. I, so if it were me and maybe I had a couple of root canal treated teeth and some metal fillings and, oh my gosh, I really want to make sure there's, these aren't creating problems. I would go to a, a well-educated biological dentist and just be assessed with it. Honestly, when I have those people come in, I ask them all about their health. I want to see what their immune system is like to see if it's handling things very well. There are certain, if I see just clinically, I can see this crown is very old. Your gum tissue around that crown is not happy. It's inflamed and red. Your gums are bleeding. Um, I like to get all of those things out. And um, I think a really good way to assess your health, on it sounds cliche, but if your gums bleed, if your gums are bleeding when you're flossing or just if they look red and angry, something is not happy inside of your mouth. And I really do believe that your mouth is such a gateway for your overall health that if you have inflammation in your mouth, it is a hundred percent leaking into your bloodstream. So if you feel that's probably the easiest way. I also do a lot of tongue diagnosis. So your tongue can say a lot about your overall health and you can Google, you know, tongue diagnosis and all these pictures come up about what your tongue should look like and everything. So people can start educating themselves about those things. Yeah, those are great perspectives to consider. And I, I hear you. I mean, there are, I imagine, especially as a dentist, the mouth thing being such the um, litmus test to someone's potential overall health, uh, nails, nails, I think a lot, a lot of times tell the truth of situations. Um, you got me thinking about okay, skin. Skin. Yeah. I think it's so interesting how they can read people's irises and their eyes. I think that's so fascinating. I've never done that before. <laughs> yeah. Me, uh, neither have I, not in a way that was like a professional consultation around that, but that's interesting as well. Yeah. Nice. So, yeah, and I do a lot of uh, microbiome testing for the mouth. So I will do a saliva test and it tests for all the different types of bacteria that are in your mouth. We send it off to a lab and they send us back and it gives me a whole profile of all the different critters that are living inside of your mouth. And uh, there's some really great ones. And there are some really bad ones that are associated with Alzheimer's and heart disease and uh, cardio, you know, cardiovascular, diabetes, all kinds of s- diseases. So I, I really work hard to rebalance people's oral microbiome. And I have lots of little tools in my toolkit to help do that. But yeah, you kind of have to find the problem before you can find the solution, you know? Hmm. 
But in the general maintenance thing, like do you use mouthwash? Do you floss? What kind of floss do you I use? Love Someone just like thing. even like told me the other day about like the plastic that's lined with the floss, like how it could, <laughs> like, it could be hazardous. I'm like, oh God. I know. No. You're like, oh gosh, another. Now another flossing thing. is dangerous. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I grew up that's always been so pure and good for me floss. yeah flossing is amazing but it's true i mean and i i'm just like oh my gosh is there anything that's not toxic right so i'm like i'm just gonna go get a piece of grass and floss with some grass <laughs> well better not be sprayed with roundup holy mackerel <laughs> oh my gosh i know so no there's some good brands of floss that are i think Cocoa floss, I want to say, is one good brand, but you, you know, you can go to Sprouts or Whole Foods in their in their oil care section. I'll say this: I've tried some. to use some of those healthier, like bamboo, whatever flosses, yeah. and they're all like they suck. Like that, my <laughs> teeth are too close together or something. I'm just like, oh, and now I need to give floss <laughs> to get this out. And I, like, hey, maybe that's a good brand for me to like partner with. I feel like you can give me some good healthy floss that I would like. Gosh, Lee, yeah. I don't know what healthy floss is necessarily. Just to coat that stuff in tallow. Let's see what happens. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. That's yeah, that's that could that could do something. But you don't have a specific brand around that, or you don't you haven't gotten down the rabbit trail of like the floss. Thing. Yeah. The floss. There is a brand I've tried it before. Coco Floss is a brand that they I think they're pretty good. Um, oh, there's another one called like Ayur, Ayurveda something. It has like Ayurveda somewhere in the name of it. Oh, I had a friend that was a podcast guest Naga, and she would chew on something. This stick. Neem. This, are you? Yeah, is that what it was? Neem. Neems. Yeah, neem sticks. They. That's what they do out there in the. For thousands of years, they've chewed on neem sticks, and it's like a natural antiviral or something like that. Um, you don't you don't partake in the neem chewing. No. no, I'm not against it, but you know, chewing is not the same as flossing. So oh, yeah, I don't know if she was doing it as a replacement or not, but I'm just like as another that could be another maintenance thing. Like, why not <laughs> chew on these neem sticks? Is there something? I think yeah. And I love clove oil is great for um, like if you have a little gum irritation or something, um, clove oil is actually very good. But I don't recommend putting like straight clove oil on your gum tissue because it can ir- it's strong. Yeah. So I always say dilute it in like coconut oil or towel. Uh, Tallow. <laughs> yeah, so tallow is pretty thick at room temperature. Like for it to get liquid, it really? needs to be uh yeah, it needs to be over room temperature temperature. So I'm not sure how it's gonna work as a mouth. Don't do that. <laughs> but it might, I mean, oh I oh if you put it on the oh, I see what you're saying. If you mix tallow and then put it on a sore. Uh yeah. Oh, yeah, that's, that's a, actually cool. a great idea. My dad was mm-hmm. telling me to tell people that. My dad, you know, my dad's been a pharmacist for over 40 years. He's like, you know. He's like, you may have found the best thing to mix other drugs into. Totally. I, that's why I'm like, just use tallow. <laughs> it's like, the next, it's going to be like the bee's knees now. Oh, uh, the bee's knees. <laughs> you, you know, uh, what about the other brand? There was a skin brand like Burt's Bees. You remember that one? Mm-hmm. I think they're still around. 
Yeah, totally. Yeah, they have some good products. I like Bird's Bees. Yeah, I'm not bragging about them. I'm not. Bra- I'm just letting you know. I, are you familiar with who started that company or anything about that? The no. um, Twelve Tribes of Israel. I, I don't know if that's even true. I might be lying. I might be gossiping right now. But um, they have a few restaurants called uh, Yellow Deli, Yellow Deli, and like Vista. You're in Sedona. I don't know if they or in uh, you're in Scottsdale. I'm not sure they have one there. They have one here mm-hmm. in Boulder. I think I, I heard that they may have like founded Burt's Bees as well. Cool. Yeah, they're an interesting group. You you text me a lot of interesting things. That's why I thought you may have uh, about the notes that you were taking from the Breaking Normal podcast. I was like, well, but um, <laughs> but I guess that part wasn't in there. Yeah, they, they're these interesting people that um, they go by some sort of like very strong cultural um norms about 12 tribes of israel and such and they run these restaurants as well and they wow. serve really good food but there's a lot of controversy um around them for sure my Why? experiences of eating their food have been pretty cool i i imagine for one thing there might like my once again just as going into the restaurant i imagine there might be something like polarizing about how the women may seem more subdued than the men in a town like Boulder, Colorado, where the women are strong. Oh, the yeah. Are strong. <laughs> That's my answer to that question. <laughs> oh, man. I just say, yeah, to each their own, I guess, right? <laughs> just do what you got to do. Um, I'm looking through these notes because we are probably right around the hour, the 11 minute mark or beyond. Uh, uh-oh, I might have broken oh. it. Is there anything oh. else you want to make sure to include? Once again, how do people find you if they want to come uh, look you up online or something and then maybe even yeah. visit you? Well, I yeah, I'd love to have come people, people come visit me. I am on Instagram, the dentist next door. And on my bio, I have links to, you know, where my office is and I do virtual consultations. So people, yeah, people can find me that way. Um, I am, this is totally not dental related. Uh, I was curious about, um, you, I, I hear you say you've, you know, what human design is. I've heard you talk about that. Is that right? I've interviewed uh, even someone that yeah, specializes in that, and I've I've been exposed to it a bit for sure. So do, do you know what your well, the, you know, the, there's a part of me. This is one thing I get so caught up in this human design because because the time of the birth, for instance, like right, if the minute's different than when you were born, doesn't that change the whole thing? I feel like if you're within the hour or some, you know, if you're like pretty close, I feel like it's, but does the algorithm take it? Is that like when you type it in, like, have you ever tried to type in your information? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And change the minute of your birth. Uh, It it does. It changes. It does change. Yeah. And I'm like, well, but luckily, you know, I, I'm very grateful. My mom knows the minute I was born. And because she says she remembers like looking at the clock, and I'm like, well, maybe that clock was wrong, you know. <laughs> so, so but that's she what was. I like. She said you were born at 4:48 p.m. So she, she apparently knows. So I, I just want to say that as like a disclaimer to how yeah. I look at um, something like human design because I the writings around it and are definitely uh, deep. 
those deep waters, deep waters. I think if I did my, that my friends that either threw me into it or whoever did it, or I did it with whatever device, I don't know, you know, I'm like, how do you know? Like, would that be the same on this? Other? <laughs> I think if I remember correctly, it was a manifesting generator. Okay. That's what I am. Okay. Yeah. That's what, <laughs> and I, you know, I had an inkling that that's what you were because of all the different things that you do. That's kind of one of the characteristics of um, that type is sometimes we, we like having multiple balls up in the air at one time and um, working on different projects and not having to really do one thing for many, many years, you know, and uh, that's kind of how I am. I love being a dentist, but I also... I love just learning about humanity and going down one rabbit hole. And then as I've gone down that far enough and I come back out, you know, go down another one. So it's um, for, for me that human design has been very, very helpful in me understanding my nature and being okay with it. Cause you know, a lot of society, Oh, just, can't you focus? Can't you stick on one path for longer than a couple of years? You know, and, um, and I, I guess I felt like kind of guilty in a way or, or that I, I should be the certain way and I'm not. So yeah, I, I think it's very interesting. I, I like it. Um, but I'm always curious when people, what people are, if they know what they are. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's an it's an amazing conversation. I'm so compelled by it, and yet not actively engaged in it. <laughs> okay, for sure, for sure. <laughs> well, thank you so much for you know having me having me on. It was so much fun talking. Yeah, so yeah, I'm so stoked to meet you, and thank you for uh, just eloquently expressing such awesome ideas around some pretty big questions. Oh, good. And like probably offering a lot of clarity and maybe even just helping people understand how to navigate going to the dentist. <laughs> there is that like that meme. Have you, I'm sure you've heard of it about like the correlation with dentists not being the happiest of people. Oh, and yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you got any theories on how that came about, how that idea came about? Oh, I guess. And not I to mean, throw you that category. I like it because you're, you're very seemingly breaking normal that. It seems like oh, this is like a passion of yours that you're having fun with. So I, I think I, yeah, some people I, don't think that because they hear these stories about like, oh, don't do dentistry because this. Because, yeah, we all want to, we're all depressed, depressed and angry. So I think a long time ago when dentistry was really unpleasant, like it was a painful situation for almost anybody. And it was very long and there wasn't no technology, like just slow, long, painful appointments and people like hated dentists. Like, so I guess if you feel like you go to work and every single person you see literally hates that hates you, (laughs) I would be like, I guess I could see, I would not probably not be a very happy person. But it might've been the mercury thing too, though. Oh, totally. The Mad Hatter is for real, for real. Like the, that's where they got that name. The Hatters used to shape their hats with mercury. 
and they all became insane. Okay, well, that is kind of like the alarm of um, <laughs> a lot of up. awesome ideas to explore, and I think uh, report back on whoever's listening to this. Who and who knows who might meet because of this, and uh, maybe yeah. we'll get to meet when you come through Colorado and or Arizona. That a that AC connection. And yeah, Place, I would the places love- where some AC is nice every once in a while. I know. <laughs> yeah, don't come. It is hot. It's hot right now. It's beautiful monsoons, though. Um, oh, I agree. When I was I was there for the very hot time of the year, and I kind of enjoyed sweating my booty off going up that mountain, and then like sometimes getting blessed by like this crazy thunderstorm. And just I had that free. I had a freezer when I got to Scottsdale. I bought a freezer and filled it with water. <laughs> that is so funny that you did that. Yeah, yeah and I was like, I was just hiking in the freezer. It's like, <laughs> yeah, there's like a whole thing going on out there. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yes. If I, uh, I would love to come swim upstream in that Creek that you go into all the time. Yeah. That's a lot. That's really special. Yeah. I, I am very blessed, very blessed that sounds like right here. That's one of the so greatest things ever. It's like a treadmill. And we can do, yeah. We can go do some yoga and sunning of all types. <laughs> yeah, and the tallow always helps with that. That's the one thing. Like, if you get your sun, your skin really in the sun, the tallow really. And I got a testimony from my friend the other day. They got like super burned, and they were like, "Oh my god, this stuff is a miracle!" Like, it, did it help the burn? Allegedly, and like they, oh they guess I, I don't know how I feel about it, but like people send me a lot of voice notes because I probably send a lot of voice notes. And I don't know you how do. to like share those as testimonies. I'm like, gosh, like, can't you send me a video or like, what do I screen share this long voice note, which is awesome. Cause I, but that was one recently, like their whole family was thanking me because this tallow after their sunburn day at the water park, I was like, gosh, Lee, that's amazing. Oh, Can man. you give me and I asked them to send me a video of them saying that. <laughs> that's awesome. That is so cool that it, yeah. Nature is just amazing. I love it. Awesome. Well, thanks for working with it. And especially in the industry where it might not be the norm and I'll maybe, who knows, maybe I'll even get my teeth cleaned by uh, in Scottsdale one day. That'd be awesome. Anytime. We'll take care of you. We'll give you lots of ozone and good stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Great. Great. Well, thanks again. And we'll stay in touch and uh, yeah, check her out website one more time. What's the website? Uh, well, it's just the dentist next door and my link to all my information's in my bio. Okay, great. Yeah. TheDentistNextDoor.com. Um, no, that's not it. That's I would. It's it. a Scottsdale Biological. Oh, I dentist. see. I see. So, but but for it's people easier. to follow you, you it's to follow you. Yeah. You're on Instagram, the dentist. It's Nextdoor. easier to find. It's easier to find my location just like through the link in my bio. Oh, and uh, your Instagram bio. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. See how I just keep em- emphasizing that. Who knows? Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Take care. Have a great night. Thanks, Daniel. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.